This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. On Almighty Baller Radio. Radio, radio, radio. Alright, welcome, welcome to another great episode of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo. I am here without Guy. Guy is coming back. He's coming back after the OKC trip. He's going to be so much basketball. He has to talk about since then some uh, some injuries, all kinds of stuff. But I have a special guest in the building today, Richard Liu from from our NBA Thursday meetup. Welcome, Richard. Glad to be here. So you've been on a prior episode. We are in a much more crowded, noisier spot. So I'm glad to have you in studio. We're going to talk a little bit about all things basketball today. We got. We got to talk about NCAA. We got to talk about. I have a. I have a hypothetical question on the Olympics for you. I have a, all kinds of stuff. So we're gonna get right into it. So you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are gonna go right into gameplay. So 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 we are gonna go. This week, basketball is back after the All-Star break. So, you know what? One of the episodes, one of the segments we have is 24 seconds of of your favorite stories for the week. So, I want to put you on the spot. I want you to tell me your first, in in 24 seconds, your first favorite story of the week. So, all right, Richard. Go, okay, yeah, go ahead. I guess first favorite story, I guess now we have a new, we're going to have a new GM in the league just because um, Charlotte just let Rich Cho go. And so now... And the rumor is that they are targeting kind of a tag team between Mitch Kupchak and um, Buzz Peterson, who was Michael Jordan's old roommate at North Carolina. So Very nice. <laughs> so, I mean, given the history of Mitch Kupchak in the last few years and then how these how Jordan is where he's, you know, he's not the kind of person who's going to rebuild or anything, we might be getting some wild contracts coming out in the next few years like in the next off season or so just i mean oh my goodness because this is from the guy who brought us timofey mozgov 16 million a year and luol dang 18 and one off, you know. oh my god you're at you're at your 24 seconds but we'll talk about all those yeah. contracts soon okay here's my first story of this week what Dame Lillard has got a head full of steam coming off the All-Star game, and he is just raring to go. He goes against Phoenix, I think it was it was the other night, and he dunks over two guys, like just catching a ball off the boards. Yeah. He is ready to play. He is catapulting <laughs> the Trailblazers 
up in the ranks. So I'm excited to go see him play next week against Russell Westbrook. And he's those guys are ready to go, too. That should be an awesome matchup. Very excited about that. All right, Richard, your second story. Uh, yeah, just um, the Warriors look like coming out of the All-Star break that they now are back to caring about basketball where, you know, they at least at least go and B plus a minus game, you know, yeah. where, you know, where they're, you know, they're they're not kind of sleepwalking through the motions. Yeah. Like they've kind of been just because beating OKC by 32. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah, they're they're raring to go. They're uh, they're going to make a run at it. We'll t- we'll talk about standings and rankings and everything coming up here shortly. OK, here's my here's my second story. And it's it's a short little thing, but what is it? Uh, it's Chris Paul's crossover on Vigelica the other day. He just he just doesn't have a chance. Chris Paul is just his moves. They're not even Kyrie esque, but there there there's enough there that he's just stepping back, crossing over, and making him look foolish. This is uh, this is Houston versus uh, the Timberwolves just a few nights ago. So yeah, pretty interesting. All right, so hey, we got I got some stats that I pulled up. I want to share them with you, and let, let's talk a little bit about them. Joe Ingles is leading the league in three point percentage. He's at forty four point eight percent, almost forty five percent. He's like a half a percentage above. He, he's above Clay. <laughs> like, does this make sense to you? Like, was he's he that- wide open a lot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. That, that, is, that's just enough. That's enough for it to happen. But he doesn't, like, he's he's not taking the number of shots. He's not, what is he? Yeah. He's he's not top five, even. Like, Wayne Ellington is, like, top five. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's real. Yeah, they're not, you know, they, they don't really play it like this, like, at a fast pace. So it's a lot of this is probably, you know, you're, <laughs> you, know the, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert draw on the defense and then just people... Just He's forgetting that you can shoot. <laughs> it's, so it's really, it's really the fact that people have forgotten about Joe Ingles out on the perimeter that allows him to take this shot, to set up his shot and go for it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. Boy, so since the last time I, I looked at this, James Harden is just like continuing to dominate in points per game over everybody else. He's leading Greek Freak now by three and a half points, averaging 31.3 per, points per game. Is, can this man be stopped? I mean, now that he has got Chris Paul with him, so now you can't really... And then they just bomb threes like crazy, so you can't help on him, so you just... You have to guard him one-on-one and hope he's missing. Because you know, it's, like it's, it's not like you can really do anything to get the ball out of his hands. Yeah, do, do you think there's uh, there's any chance that any anybody else can make a run at this? I mean, because Dame's been playing well... A Greek freak is, you know, still playing well. I mean, this is a season plagued with injuries, so you you still don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, but if he makes it out, you know, it's, I mean, the ball's just in his hands pretty much all the time. Where it's, it's <laughs> I mean, Houston, there's not a whole, they're not really tricking you anything. They pretty much know. It's like, okay, we're going to spread the floor, and then we're going to have James Harden in the middle of the floor. You know, there might be a high pick and roll or something. But yeah. it's usually, yeah, it's kind of, it's, you know, you know, give the ball to James Harden, get out of the way, then repeat, you know. <laughs> that, and that's that's basically it. By the way, the Houston Rockets have not lost since the 26th of January. They're, they're on an 11 straight game winning streak, and I don't know when they're going to lose next. I mean, you, you, you said it in your 20, in your 
24 seconds that the Warriors are making a charge, but the Rockets are not shutting down at all. Yeah, they've been pretty, I mean, yeah, they've been just consistent all year where it's, yeah, it's been. Is, is there anything that, that slows down the Rockets at this point besides the Warriors? Probably, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I can't see any team behind them really giving them that much trouble. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, right now it's just basically it's going to come down to you know, at some point we're going to get a Rockets Warriors series, and whoever wins that probably, that's probably the you know that's probably who's going to come out of the final. You know who's going to yeah win the who's finals. who's going to win the finals? Yeah, that that'll be interesting. Um, okay, I was digging deep into the th- like three pointers made this season, and I'm looking at this Paul George, the same Paul George that we saw at the All Star game, bricking threes like the like. He hadn't done it before. He he's out there. He's now made 191 threes this season. He's tied with Steph Curry for second most. James Harden is is still winning this, but that doesn't make sense to me. Shouldn't Steph Curry be able to distance himself away from Paul George? How is Paul George still in this conversation? There's also you know Steph has has to share the ball with Clay and Kevin Durant, so it's not like you know. He doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have the same level of responsibility he had, you know, like, you know, before Kevin Durant got there. And then with OKC, you know, someone's got to space the floor. So it ends up being Paul George. (laughs) It ends up being that. that, It does make sense, I guess. He just he looks so awful from apparently how good he's supposed to be. And I've watched some of his games everything and he's a he is a decent three-point shooter yeah. it's just he's and, and yeah shooting off of a rack is different from it's not something you normally do in a you know it's not yeah, you're not you're, not you're not shooting with the money ball during the the game yeah no so. it definitely makes sense okay ad has a huge game the other night did you watch this this one i think it was yeah, uh here's the stat yeah. line from this thing yeah this that is, is that's kind is of shocking yeah. 45 17 5 5 and well 45 17 2 5 and 5 I think so I think he had like two. Oh, he had two steals. So, um, but wow, just incredible! Five five blocks <laughs> in this thing. I mean, I, he's basically he's the man in in yeah. New Orleans right now. Without Boogie, is there anybody who even like? I mean, he runs the show. Yeah, they really don't have much. <laughs> yeah, he's got to basically carry their team pretty much every and. And it's tough because it's like he, he there he's carrying them and they're still out of the play you know still like yeah, they're in eighth they're in are they eighth okay they're, so, they're, yeah, they're I eighth looked. <laughs> they're eighth and it's it's really close I mean yeah. Utah is basically s- sitting right there the Clips are still sitting right there um, but they're only a game of a game apart yeah there's a bunch of teams bunched in there like Utah's in there somewhere and you know. Yeah, I think they're at like 31, and I think New Orleans has like 32 games. Can they actually, in your opinion, can they actually hold on with with just AD without Boogie? Boogie, can they? Do they have enough? I'd, I'm leaning no. Yeah. yeah. No, that, uh, yeah. That, that's fair. Yeah. So I, I'm just I'm setting this up. For one simple reason, one simple reason alone, that I predicted that Utah would make the playoffs, and if if New Orleans gets bumped, it's it's good for my cause. <laughs> it's it's very good for yes. my cause. Shout out to MTG and Geet for <laughs> our early earlier preseason predictions. Um, you know, we talked a little. We talked about the Warriors already. Steph Curry has been playing some incredible ball recently. 
here's another stat line from him: forty-four, ten, and six. That is with everybody else you've mentioned. Yeah. Like that team is gelling, and he's still pulling off those numbers. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Was it? Was it simply the catalyst of that self coaching that that's, that Steve Kerr allowed, or was it? Is it just they're ready to go again? Yeah, I think the the All Star break, just you know, not you know having you know just you know this grinding long season where they get like you know you get like basically a week break to just you know do whatever and then come back and you know you got the playoffs coming around the corner so it's kind of easier to for easier to it might be it might be easier for them to focus you know yeah. Just because, you know. But it's yeah, now it's second half of the season. It it all counts. All of these games matter. You know, you have that. You have a team like that. They're raring to go. And they're going to come back strong. So, okay. I got to ask you. You know, I know you're into stats. You've you've been into stats. You have you have books published on stats. Do you have any, any stats or any figures from either teams or players this season that have, like, intrigued you? I think just like a, like maybe this morning I saw something on it was on 82games.com the name of this stat is not a great name cuz I was like uh, and it did work as kind of clickbait cuz I wondered what it was it was, <laughs> it was like we have fighting loss stats and I was like what the hell's a fighting loss <laughs> okay and so what it is is it's um law it's it's competitive the better name would be competitive losses how many how many percentage of your losses are actually competitive or you're within like Okay. Five points within the last five minutes. Sure. And so, you know, it, it it's something like, I think like Toronto was up at the top of the, like Dallas, was, Dallas like was. Was close. Was like really close behind. So it's like, yeah, so they're bad, but they're actually, it, it does measure like who's actually trying. More yeah, or less. yeah. Yeah. And so at, at the bottom you get, you, you know, you have some usual stuff where you have like Sacramento and Phoenix where it's like when they lose, they get killed. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, it kind of like, you know, so, and then it, it, they linked some of this with, um, how teams were, how teams did the year after. So there were, you know, like golden state, like in 2013 and like Boston 2014 ish, the next year they would, they jumped up like 10, 15 wins. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, if you're comp- it's like if you're losing but still competitive, you might be do you know there might be you know a payoff like the next year sure, or something sure. like that. So that's an interesting. So w- where did you find that? Eighty uh, two games dot com. All right, a shout out to eighty two games dot com. You can go look on there. Check out that stat. That's that's oddly intriguing. I, I know you you study advanced stats a little bit more, and we'll, we're going to talk probably in one of our educational episodes coming up closer towards summer, closer towards the season ending about. Um, season being over about just more advanced stats and kind of getting into those. Um, but yeah, t- tremendously interesting. So let, Hey, let's talk a, a couple of, about a couple of news stories and you know what this, this season it just, it, it feels unlike others in just the number of sheer injuries that not just players, but all-star players are suffering. Yeah, that's it's yeah. so it's Jim, t- yeah, Jimmy Butler just got hurt. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's out. He he tore his what tore his meniscus. Meniscus, yeah. So that's, at least it's not his ACL, but oh, I mean it's, it's still a it, bad injury. It's still I mean, bad. Yeah, so they're talking about him being available for the playoffs. I mean, Minnesota is sitting in three. Jimmy has been helping our cause, but man, it, it is it is tough to to lose a player like Jimmy in that in a race. In which you need all your components yeah, firing. Yeah, and 
Although it's just like if you're, it, it's a tough because it's like, yeah, you, yeah, you want to win in the playoffs, but it's like, you know, you, you have to win in the regular season. But you also, yeah, and you also have to manage Jimmy's long-term future because that's not a, I mean, that's not an easy injury to come back from. I mean, I remember what was it, 2010? Brandon Roy had this same injury, and he came back way too. Yeah, like wait. They they rushed him back to bring him in for maybe a game or two in, in in the playoffs, and then you know he had one good game. Yeah, yeah. He comes out to yeah, he comes off the bench. They're playing the Rocky theme music, and they get you know they get they get game five against they get yeah game five it was against Phoenix. Yeah, but then after that, just he was never the same player, and he just you know you had to retire. You know he retired too soon <laughs> yeah no you're right i mean if if you if organizations kind of place too much yeah you, too you, much responsibility on on an injured player coming back from an injury which really can't you can't come back from that quickly uh, so let's talk about the other side of the coin because Kawhi Kawhi leonard has he has made a decision because he can opt back in he could potentially play this season but he's saying he's out he's he's going to sit out the rest of the season so I mean, what's your thought on that yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, knowing just how the Spurs work, I mean, I wasn't shocked because that's usually kind of, you know, they kind of err on the side of caution where yeah. it's just kind of, you know, they're, they're going, they're, they're probably, they're going to, you know, they'd rather have Kawhi for the next, you know, whatever it is, you know, yeah. the rest of his career rather than try to, you know, maybe, you know, try and win try- a series or something, you know. Yeah. No, I mean it, it. Yeah, it's not like anybody in that, or you know, not like Pop or R.C. Buford, or you know, fearing they have any fear of losing their jobs anytime soon. So it's you know. No, but I mean yeah. that that is a different side of the equation because it feels like a different situation in Minnesota. Yeah. We're we're playing for today. Yeah. This the Spurs not, are playing for legacy. They're playing. Yeah. They're playing for it's the long the, yeah. the long term, and just they don't they'll they'll put the pieces together. They always have. Yeah. They always and then yeah and it's. Yeah, because I mean, Minnesota just made that made just the Softsy just made this huge push to try to go in, and yeah, so now trying to see what happens. But I I do think I do think jobs are on the line. I I do, I do think that there is there's a lot to kind of take in, and and you you can't you can't blame people on injury, but you can't you can blame people if they don't look at the injury and play the players the correct way and like make sure that the that the right decision is made for the for the future yeah, not just yeah. for today yeah because i mean and it's also just you know the culture yeah you know, like everything we know about tom thibodeau where it's just like yeah he's gonna play his starters like you know 40 minutes and oh yeah, yeah i mean he's not, andrew you know, wiggins is number one i mean you have towns what is like towns two or three you have yeah, you have taj taj is up there yeah, jimmy yeah. was at like 11 i mean like the starters are playing a yeah, tremendous number of minutes, so, but that's, I mean, that's classical. That's, that's a typical MO for Thibodeau. So, so yeah, but you do, yeah. you do risk having your players get hurt. They put, yeah. they put in the reps, they put in the minutes, they're getting the wins, but like anything you, you overdo it. There is a chance that you're going to do too much. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think there's an easy answer there, but I, I kind of like that they're airing on the side of caution. I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very interested to see what if Kawhi comes back to full form and just what happens because he's a great player. I love watching Kawhi play, but if he's I don't know. I just don't know what's gonna 
what's going to kind of come about as a result of this yeah, that's, this yeah. injury. So, okay, the other thing I want to talk about, and I mean, this has been talked about forever and ever and ever, but IT kind of made some off-the-cuff comments <laughs> just about, like, the situation in Cleveland. You know, the fact that he plays 15 games and is basically out of there. Um, what should IT be saying at this point? I mean, should should I, IT be saying anything? He's not. I, he's not in the form that he was in Boston. He clearly didn't add that much value in Cleveland. He's now now with the Lakers. And what? Yeah. It's, but yeah, he's is gonna, he doing anything? Is yeah, he, I'm not sure it's helpful to talk about Cleveland at this stage, where he, you know he's got maybe 20 games left to kind of salvage whatever you know con you know because he's playing for his next contract and yeah this it's not a good look you know for him to you know keep kind of keep bringing this up so it's you know if he just you know just put up some numbers with the lakers and then try to get paid somewhere so i mean do you think he has any longevity with the lakers at this point or do you think that I mean, he's basically in this trade to clear up cap space and, yeah, I mean, and what, what welcome LeBron to, yeah, to the Lakers. If I if, if Isaiah Thomas comes back to the Lakers, they struck out pretty hard this <laughs> summer. I mean, yeah, there's he's yeah, it's 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 a cap space move. If, if if it's for LeBron or if it's for you know whoever you know if it's you know Paul George or Demarcus or where it's he's he's basically going. They're renting him for a couple of months. Yeah, and then you know he'll get. Find somewhere else to go. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Michael Jordan get, brings him back in some kind of sign and trade. Who knows? <laughs> really? Wow. That, that that's pretty interesting. Okay, so that's some of our news stories this week. I want to just a quick update on a couple of other things that we've we've been doing prior. So the twelve thirty project is our is our project that we work on. Kind of we we picked all the games over the course of the season. So we're gonna go back. Uh, we're gonna pick some more games now. Uh, We've missed a, a week or so, but we're going to go back and probably pick the remaining months and just see what we can do. Uh, but we still have the original picks coming in, so we'll, we'll come back uh, when Guy is back on the pod. The Old Man's Lounge is in hi- hiatus just for a little bit. We will come back to that. We still have drinks. We still have all kinds of stuff going on there. You know what? Let's, uh, we're going to go into the give and go because I wanted to talk more kind of long-form questions uh, with you today, Richard. So first off... You know, you're a gigantic NCAA fan. I There's been some just bombshell news about the NCAA and kind of the scandals going on. And now, normally on the, on this podcast on Riding the Pine, we focus on the NBA exclusively. But I just, I wanted to talk about the NCAA scandal today because I wanted to talk about the actual impact on on the NBA moving forward. Because this could have ramifications that last for years. So, like, I know you've heard a little bit about the story. Like, what what is your first take on this, and what is the what is the potential impact on the yeah. NBA? I think it's one of these things where you know it may may be the it may force the the developmental model to change. Just because I mean, if the NCAA is not going to pay, if they you know it's like if they pay players, then you know kind of things you know things will change. Things will change, and it's and it's for you know it's. For for the better, just because now we don't have to deal with all this under the table stuff. It's just yeah, yeah it's it's just, you know people just get what they're worth. Yeah, like but you but then, you have a player you're paying a you're paying a player to come represent a program and a large program who's bringing in potentially millions of dollars in ticket sales. And now because 
you've had an agent pay them under the table and commit all these things. They're com- like they're mentioning these agents in the same realm as mafia members, as like w- committing wire fraud and collusion and all this stuff. And it's just like I don't think it's the same level of <laughs> of disorgan of, of like collusion and whatnot. I I just yeah, it's but. Been- but you, you, if you're going to have a system, the system has to be based in fairness. So it has to be played the same way. So, just one. Yeah. So, so in in my opinion, the system just has to be played the same way. So if you're going to allow some players to get paid, you got to allow all, all players yeah. to get paid. If you're if you're not going to allow any players to get paid. You have to enforce that, and you have to have standards and rules and compliance of the system. So, um, obviously, there's big names mentioned. There's yeah. uh, there's definitely NBA players mentioned in this. There's there's coaches that are, are going to lose their job. The situation in Arizona is definitely, like, it's so funny because that, that was the game I was at. You know, I wanted to watch Aiden play that in that game. So, I, I, I went out there, and I watched him. He's a great player. But basically, because of this situation... He, I don't. His time at Arizona is going to be limited, so I don't know. Just given the situation there, if he's going to be able to like just transfer schools and play somewhere else, or if he's, well, he's just going, he's going in the he's, he's going at he's, least he's, top five, so he's out. Like, so he's, he's done, just yeah. out. So it just doesn't even yeah, matter. Doesn't, yeah, because some of the guys are mentioning uh, three of them are probably going in the lottery this year. So it's like, you so know, who are the other guys? Richard? Um, Colin Sexton from Alabama. Okay, yeah, he's one of the top point guards. So he's, yeah, he's probably one and done. And then miles bridges, I believe was part of this Michigan state. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he, yeah, he's, those are, you know, at worst, you know, at worst, you know, they're, you know, solid first round picks. So, you know, so it's not going to so, impact so, so, them too much. So, so maybe the M- the NBA doesn't really get impacted in the sense that the top players still find their market in the NBA but they have this like tainted reputation for the NCAA. So uh, is is there an actual impact on the NBA itself or is there ju- is it basically the NCAA just kind of having to justify why this happened? Yeah, I mean it's more on the NCAA just cuz I mean from the NBA perspective, I mean if they don't if you know cuz you could there's still a way you could just not go to college at all where you could, you know, I think I think they still it's like well, you can go overseas and just get paid, and then they there's a limited ability you know, for teams to for guys to enter through the, you know they can they can play a year in the D league in the G league and get drafted from there. So it's like mm-hmm. if, you know if more people go that route, that's you know they're not going to be on TV as much, but you know mm-hmm. they're still gonna, they're still going to play. It's not really going to affect you. So uh, we get into a couple more things about this that are, are a little bit un- so. You're right. There's there's multiple options now for players. So basically, the best players could choose. Hey, we're gonna stay in the NCAA. We're gonna kind of abide by this process. No, we're gonna look at the developmental leagues. We're gonna they're gonna kind of play like baseball does, and they're gonna look at you know look at playing in what would be the equivalent to A ball, double A ball, whatever, and continue to grow their career that way. Or they're gonna kind of go international. And yeah. and they're going to kind of build up their market. I think this is this is extremely damaging to the NCAA and to the whole process. Unfortunately, I mean, the thing that bothers me the most is not actually going to impact the N- the NBA at all. It's just the fact that there's there's a lot of 
there's a lot of players who will not make the NBA that are going to get hurt as a result of the yeah. actions of a couple players. And it's just like, that's disappointing because these players are kind of, they're putting in all the time, they're putting in all the effort. They're achieving real success in the NCAA at the highest level, but because of the actions of a few, they they don't get the credit that they deserve or they the history book the history books will not reflect it and i think that's unfortunate yeah. so you're right i mean the 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 money in the NC, in in the nba is too much for it like to be impacted and they'll just simply look at different sources if it's if the ncaa is not going to be the full you know the full feeder system into the N, nba like watch it change watch it change yeah i mean this is an international game yeah, now. A, yeah i mean if you there's no there are no you know now with you know the internet and everything there you know we can if you if you can play the nba will find you yeah yeah that's basically that how that's all gonna play out so okay so i want to talk a little bit about an, another thing from the last couple days here and that is the the Warriors kind of just beating up on OKC. And OKC has has started to gel again. But the Warriors just said, enough is enough. And we, we've talked a little bit about the Warriors in this episode. So is it? it's just because they're starting to gel and they just want to show no weakness at this point? You know, one of the things you mentioned earlier is you're saying they're playing at a B-plus, A-minus level so it's like if they could play at the at the highest level are we going to continue to see kind of statement wins like this to to kind of showcase where they're at i mean i guess yeah now it's like you know they're gonna i guess you're gonna start to see this and then you know historically like you know even through these like title runs steve kerr does hold back a lot of his best like tactics where it's like you know where he, you know, he was always kind of reluctant to use the small, like he, he, he didn't use it as much as Luke Walton did where mm-hmm. like, you know, he'll, he'll pick his spots a little more to use the small lineup. And then this time around, if he wants to put like Kevin Durant at center, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to see that, like, you're going to see that in a playoff, you know, tough playoffs here. They're not going to break that out. Like in some game against the Suns or something. Yeah. Like yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, right now, right. You know, they're, they're, so through the regular scene, they're kind of in, you know, don't show very much mode where, you know, they're not going to put a lot of, you know, put their best stuff on tape for people to dissect and pick to pick apart. So, you know, you're just all, all they really have to, you know, have you know, all their, you're, you're just going to see them be less, you know, less careless with the ball. And then their, you know, their defense is going to pick up. And then so. Yeah. So they're breaking up their defense. They're going to, they're going to they're gonna play their offense a little bit differently, but they're not going to expose all the tricks until they really. Until they truly need in, it. Yeah. Until they truly need to. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not surprised that they, that they beat OKC. I guess the fact that they really just pounded OKC yeah. was, was interesting. Uh, okay, another aspect of this game is Zaza Pachulia's play, and uh, what I mean, what's your thought here? Is he is he kind of a menace to the NBA at this point, or like? Yeah, I mean, he is now the new king of the accidental physical contact on purpose, where he he is the. Doing- let, let's repeat that for everybody listening at home: the accidental physical. <laughs> accidental physical contact on purpose it doesn't like come on man it doesn't make any sense why he should be allowed to do this they should they should have penalties for for playing like that i get playing competitively but if you're out there to hurt other players yeah it's and he does it in such a way where it kind of like he he can play it off as you know he's kind of clumsy and but you know 
we've had a pattern of this for years where it's like, you know, you had Kawhi, him, you know, putting his foot under Kawhi last, yeah. last year. Then a couple years before he did something, you know, he kind of threw Kawhi down to the ground in a playoff series. Yeah. And then back but, but in Atlanta, he was involved with stuff with KG and where it's kind but, of at the center of all this a lot. Where I don't know, but like as a, as a player, you know, as a fan, basketball is not about hurting other people. Basketball is like who, who you know, who can outscore one another in that in 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 the forty eight, you know? And it's just like I don't I get playing physical, but it's a different game. It's this is you know, this is not the the Pistons and Bulls from the eighties. This is like this is a different era of ball. And I just I don't I don't like what he represents right now. And I'm you know, I'm a huge Westbrook fan, but that's neither here nor there in this in this grand yeah. scheme of the Zaza story. That he just he needs to play cleaner, and if he doesn't, I think it's it's up to the NBA itself to to discipline him for that for that type of play. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of these because he does these things where it's like it's not technically like you know like Bruce Bo- he did this the, the, the things you know like Bruce Bowen got away with this type of stuff too where he'd put his legs underneath shooters. You'd see you know if you ever see any of these matchups with him and Ray Allen where Ray Allen would just you know every time he was going to take a shot he you know. Bruce Bowen would be trying to put his, you know, feet underneath, and Ray, it would piss Ray Allen off, <laughs> and they just kind of go at and it. it. And yeah, and but you know, there's no, you know, that technically isn't a foul, so it's not, you know, so it's one of these. Okay, the things he's doing are technically, but you know, they're but does it? But, so, they're, quite, but they're not. You know, it's not the right. It's, thing it's not to really do. ethical, ethical basketball. So I guess the question is like, if it's not a true foul, but if it's kind of dubious in nature, so one. Does somebody else just have to call call it out? I mean, I was I was looking at kind of preparing for this episode today. And I'm looking at it. Kyrie had spoke out about it already. Like, yeah. should should there be some sort of infraction against against Zaza? And I, he was saying so. And I, I'm sure others will comment in on yeah. this. But it's just so if it's not governed within the game itself, it's if it's not technically a foul, but there is a kind of a history of this type yeah. of behavior. How do you actually discipline it if you're the NBA or if you're the refs or, or whatever? Yeah, I mean, you have to. I guess it, it is on the refs to just you know, fi- yeah, find some way. I mean, if it's you know, just tee him up or something, you know, <laughs> like where you know, you have to. They're gonna have a Zaza rule in the books in in, yeah, in Secaucus. Yeah. We're like, ah, oh, we're gonna review that one. There's unnecessarily unnecessary rolling on the ground and just just trying to destroy players once again unbelievable i don't know i just i i don't get it and he does it like he, he's he still can make an impact on he's still making an impact uh defensively and even offensively not to the greatest extent but he he is so he doesn't have to do that sort of yeah. thing he's just like he's making a cognitive decision to go out there and do that, that yeah, that's what, that's what bothers me the most about this so okay you know what i i want to i want to move on to a a, just a hypothetical question with you today, and that's about the Olympics. So the Olympics has just wrapped up in in uh, in South Korea, um, but I wanted to just ask you, you know, a question that I've kind of seen all over the internet, and that's: Does basketball belong in the Winter Olympics? So, because the the thing is that the basketball is included with the Summer Olympics, and it's not really. 
It's not a summer sport. It's not a summer sport. Now, granted, basketball, NBA, NCAA, everything's kind of year-round now. You, you yeah. can kind of always see a little bit of basketball throughout the season, aside from a couple months. But does basketball deserve a shot in the in the Winter Olympics? I just I just wanted your take on this one. I'd probably lead, I mean, if we want our if, if if we want the best around the world to play in it, yeah, it still needs to be in the summer, just because okay. if it was, I mean. To, to to have the NBA like stop its season for like two weeks to just it, kinda, it probably it won't no, go it, yeah it does because I mean the NHL's already at that point where I mean they didn't send any of their players to the Olympics this time around because they couldn't they couldn't work out anything with the IOC so it was just like yeah yeah so we're, yeah because we, they don't want to stop their you know they don't want to stop their season and then have you know their best players get hurt over mm-hmm. there and so you get you know you get this tournament where it's now you're it's you know it's, not quite the best players in the world so to, it's like if yeah you know if you if it's in the winter olympics then we're at a you know we're back to where kind of where it was like pre-dream team yeah where it's like okay maybe it's college kids or g-leaguers or yeah or, but or i'm not sure yeah i don't i don't i don't know what the right answer is i, I think you have a, a tremendously valid point in the fact that you know, there's a business. There, there, there is a business here with with the NBA, and they're going to want to have their players here. But I think there is there is a notion for the Olympics of kind of creating this goodwill, creating this competition across the world. And I think if we get it in the summer, I don't have any problems with that. It's just like basketball to me is a winter sport. Yeah. It is a winter sport that I continue to watch. So I, I don't I don't know the right answer. I, I do think you're probably right. It goes back to a a little not our necessarily our best players and maybe it kind of decreases the value of the international sport so i think we probably have to keep it in the summer yeah. in in order to maintain it because i i do want to see i i think the, you know the best thing about the nba today is just the international flavor of of the nba so it's it's like if you keep it in the summer you're going to push all these players who've now made it to the nba back to their Back to their home country teams to battle against one another. I think that makes, I think that actually improves the sport. So bringing it back in the winter maybe yeah. isn't the right answer, but time will tell. Yeah. So, okay, you know, uh, a couple. What, what was it? A week ago? I'm I'm losing track of time here. Yeah. The, the, the All Star Game. So we got together. The whole NBA Thursday NBA Thursday crew met on a Saturday. So the NBA Thursday Saturday crew. Um, Matt and watched the, uh, we didn't watch the all-star game, but we, we did watch Saturday night of all-star festivities. So I wanted to just kind of chat about what happened in the overall kind of all-star game setting, what worked, what didn't, what, what else you would want to kind of see differently. Let's run through a couple of things that a couple we kind of predicted a couple we didn't. So um, we'll t- talk a little, just just a little bit about the All Star Game itself. So Team James wins. James is the MVP. It's a much more competitive All Star Game that actual Sunday. So I mean, any any kind of thoughts on the game itself? Yeah, I mean, I think sw- you know having not you know having things kind of switched around and not staying strictly with East and West kind of yeah. did. Yeah, it did. It did a you know the energy of the game kind of picked up a little bit. So yeah, it's like you could you know. It, it did feel closer to a real game than 
in and, years and, past. Yeah. And, but they still have the talent out yeah. there to in order to play kind of a fast-paced game. You're still going to see a lot of points. You, we did see a little bit of defense, but, I mean, how much defense really is yeah, there when there, it's but... 150-ish to 140-ish? I don't know. I can't remember the exact score of the game. But it was it was much, much lower because, like, last season, I think it was, like, 191 or it's like, yeah. 180-something. And a completely kind of different different role role on that. So, but let's talk a little bit about kind of Saturday's festivities too, because they're they're basically the same the same events that we've kind of known that we've that we've seen year after year now yeah. in the skills challenge, the three point contest, and the and the dunk contest. Let's kind of run through each of these because I thought I thought the skills challenge was a drastically different outcome than I expected. <laughs> Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie ended up winning this thing, and it was just like I had not predicted it. So if you go and listen to, I still have yet to release the prior episode, but if if you go and listen to that episode, we had put odds on Spencer Dinwiddie winning, and we're like, no one will take him, no one will take him at all. But he goes and wins. He ends up winning the skills challenge. I guess my my first question on the skills challenge is, can they can they make it any better? Because it felt like. It felt like it was competitive, but it it also didn't feel that competitive at parts. What what, what was your take on the overall skills challenge? It's tough because I didn't actually see. It. I was oh, really, okay, yeah. you were still driving in. I was still driving in, okay. so, but yeah. No, I mean, I I think I think the the format of it is all right. I think that there's the big men versus guards is kind of interesting. It's like I kind of want you know the winner of the big men to go against the winner of the yeah. guards and basically battle each other in that format, but. I don't know. We'll kind of see how that goes. It, it's not drastically different than it has been in prior years. Um, I Okay, so let's move on. And let's talk a little bit about the three-point contest. Because I thought this three-point contest was one of the worst that I've seen in a while now. It was one of the best towards the end. But there are there are tragic rounds in this, in this three-point contest. Paul George shooting is some of the worst shooting I think I've seen. And to have that aired, like primetime saturday night it's like that's should be aired at like 2 a.m yeah, or something that, that that's one of those yeah when when you pick all-star sites you don't want it to, you want it to be kind of a party city but not too good of a party city yeah where i'm thinking a lot of people went out the night before <laughs> yeah where it's like yeah you get all-star weekend in la you know yeah getting up for a three-point contest isn't going to be highest priority yeah Kind of made sense that Devin Booker won because he's probably the only one who could probably didn't get into a. Cl- <laughs> he kind of, yeah, I mean, he kind of looks like he's you know fifteen, sixteen, yeah, so yeah. he's probably the one who didn't go out. It's if it's very surprising though against his competition that he ended up winning that. Now, now Devin Booker is a is a yeah, is, a, is a good shooter. shooter I, yeah. I think he deserves to be there, but but we had Eric Gordon in that, we had Clay Thompson in that, we had Paul George in that. There's there's others that. Yeah you know statistically should have won that thing and they, they didn't so i don't know i was i was a little bit disappointed not with booker's uh, final performance because that was that was yeah, one of the great, yeah. that was one of the best that i've seen in a long time but just the general kind of pacing and format it was it was some pretty yeah, poor like do, yeah, low they kinda, teens they or gotta higher find teens some shooting way to kind of spite you know kind of you know kind of spice the saturday night up a little yeah it is kind of it is starting to get a little too routine yeah where you're you're kind of like okay you got the skills you got you know there is kind of a going through motions where they may need to find some you know 
maybe add maybe you know add to the prize money or something or yeah d- just give something you know maybe just give give, give something, something away so so let me let me just comment on just the last activity of uh, all-star saturday and that was the dunk contest and donovan mitchell ends up pulling that pulling that out against larry nance jr is i mean i i thought it was kind of it was deserved i guess but I don't know. I I was pulling for Larry Nance, so I, I I'm like it wasn't bad. I I think that I think that Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine set up set a precedent. They yeah. set a level at which yeah, the dunk that bar was. It's just it, it's gonna be too high. <laughs> it's, well, it's just gonna be hard to keep up with as yeah. as a basketball fan who kind of like follows year after year after year. I think it's harder as a fan just stepping in. I don't think this was bad. I just don't think it had enough. So. We'll, we'll kind of see. The celebrity judges are kind of strange. Yeah, DJ not, DJ yeah. Khaled, uh, like I don't I don't really think yeah, so. Yeah, that did not. Yeah, maybe the, the it, scores didn't make a whole lot of sense. Where, but yeah, they they kind of put it out there. They're yeah. they're crossing culture. They're they're crossing kind of basketball acumen. I think it's still a fun night. The one thing I did think about the whole experience of of NBA All Star Saturday was it seemed short. It seemed. I don't know if it's just where we're watching or if it's like I was more engaged with talking with other people about it this time, but it seemed like a shorter format for all of it. And it's just like, what? Yeah, they were kind of happened. They did kind of seem like they were kind of trying to zip it through a little bit where, you know, because you're, you know, because even like the dunk contest, there, were, there used to be more dunkers in there. Yeah. And then now it's just, you know, it's just the four guys and it's, you know, you get, you know, Three, four dunks, and you know, you're then it, then it's kind of over with. So, I don't know. I don't think it was that bad. L.A. as a destination All Star game, I I don't know. I I think it's okay. I also think that the smaller markets would would kind of cherish it even more. I know that Utah was making a bid at another All Star game. I th- I I think that other places would like it as well. So, I don't know what the right answer is. So here's the here's the big question with everything that transpired on All Star. On the All Star break, All Star game, what changes can they make? Can they actually make? I mean, we proposed a few things on this podcast before. What changes can they actually make to make it better? Well, I guess now, I mean, they are probably going to televise the televise the draft, and I think I think they probably may want to. They could take that further, where they just have the All Star captains pick the guys in the events, or you know. Oh, there we go. It, yeah, make it. There we go. I, I I like that. I can support that for sure. Okay, and yeah, just I thought just making the night longer or making another another fun event in the course of that night. I yeah, think the three things are fine, but yeah, it's like you know, just just kind of like you know, have have them play for something or you know, it's just you know, put something on you know, because yeah, put yeah. something on the put line. something on the line. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Kind of like a home court advantage or anything like that, but, but it's yeah. If, some, there's, if it's tied to the actual game or yeah. something, where it's you know, where you know, so and it also might get you know get you know get a higher level of player involved because it's like if you get if you know LeBron picks you for the dunk contest, I'm pretty sure no one's gonna back out of it. You know, tell LeBron that they're backing. Yeah, out of it. yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I've not even considered that before, but if, if you have kind of sway and influence and you're asking somebody else to go, I thought the talent was pretty good for that. Yeah. I thought, I thought the talent wasn't that bad for three pointer. I just, 
thought they shot poorly. And I also think that the skills challenge was weird once again. So I think that's where they beef it up the most, but continue to go from there. Okay. I want to move on to our, uh, our next segment. So I'll, I'll start, I'll start with mine and I want to, I want to go off this. So this is basically, this is my, this is my hottest hot take right now. I want to say that it doesn't matter that Kawhi Leonard is out right now. It, it does matter, but it doesn't matter because the Rockets and the Rockets and the Warriors are too good at this point for the Spurs to win. So I I'm disappointed in in you know everything that we've said so far about Kawhi Leonard being a great a great player, a great asset for the for the Spurs is definitely true, but I don't think it's enough that they could actually hold up in a in a round 2 matchup versus yeah, either of these yeah, it's just those two teams are just so far, you know, they're so far ahead of they're just one not like a level ahead of everybody else in the in the West that yeah, it's you know, I think yeah, they kind of even know this too, like where they're they're not really that, trying to push Kawhi back or anything. Where mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, if if we make it out of, you know, if we make it out of the first round cool and then, you know, <laughs> anything beyond it that is gravy. Is gravy. <laughs> All right, so so Richard, do you have you have a hot take or a thought that you don't think is that that's been on your mind for the season? Well, no, I, I know. I guess it's come up where they they're trying to you know try to do more anti tanking. I really think it's just kind of exaggerated. Like I don't think the league is in a worse place because teams tank. It's just kind of it's one of these things where I, it's kind of necessary. You know, if you're as someone who doesn't like he's not who doesn't watch for laundry. I have no team at all. I have no stakes in any team. Where yeah. Like, I just want to see the league better. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, more mediocre teams is not what I want. Where, yeah. yeah. Where, where you know, it's like so more it, mediocre teams and a lower bar for your champion is not. No, no, that, yeah, have. that, that it's not right. Yeah. So, so, cause basically, uh, what is it? Cuban got fined a pretty. Yeah. He got pre- fined for just outwardly talking about it where, yeah. But it's a, but it's a reality. It's, yeah, like it's, it's kind of an, if you, if you devise that structure, Devise the structure to incentivize, <laughs> in, in, incentivize losing to procure a better position. I mean, how is it not going to happen? Yeah, and it's also just how like how championship teams have been built forever and ever and ever. Where you, if you just go through this, is like almost every single one has two legit Hall of Famers on their team. So it's like the only way you get two Hall of Fame talents is they either you either have to clear a ton of space and be in like one of the best markets in the You're league right. or you just have to be at the top of the draft and draft them. <laughs> you know, you're, so, yeah. you're absolutely, you're spot on. That's, I mean, there's no other way around it. That's, that's very, very interesting. Okay. I want to, I want to talk about some pretty awesome news. And this is, this is one of, one of my favorite stories since I've come to Seattle that the NBA has announced they're coming back for a preseason game, the Warriors versus the Kings. This should be a lot of fun. I am, so as part of NBA Thursday, I am trying to book a huge group rate to get us all a bunch of tickets so we can go and go check this out. Um, what's your thought? What's your yeah, take on, the, on yeah. the NBA coming back? Yeah, it's, you know, about time. Is, <laughs> right? yeah, it's a- is this a sign of things to come or are they just trying to, like, what's, what was the catalyst here? Because I'm, I'm very interested yeah, in what, I, what kind of tipped them over the edge here. Yeah, there may be some, I guess, because I guess... Seattle uh, filed their application for an NHL franchise. Yeah. So there's, you know, 
some arena improvements. And so if along those lines, it's like, okay, if their arena improvements are good enough to bring in an NHL franchise, then maybe the NBA might yeah, come with it. And You're right. You're definitely but, right. Yeah, and, and with so much more money in the league, there might be an opportunity to expand. Yeah. But then again, you're like, okay, are NBA owners now going to try to split their cut 31, 32 ways instead of 30, you know? Yeah. But it's just, you know, kind of, Kind of get back, you know, get get the city and back in good graces with the league again. Yeah. After a while, you know, it's 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 kind of overdue where it should have happened, maybe you know at least a few years ago. Yeah. After, no. after after the whole Sacramento thing fell through, but you know. So it's it's really ironic though. Can I just say it's it's ironic that the Warriors with Kevin Durant are coming yeah. back and and the Kings themselves are coming back. They're playing each other in <laughs> Seattle. It's like somebody had the foresight to set that up. It's like they they really as basketball fans, that's an interesting interesting take on who comes back. But I'm excited anytime there's a chance to go see NBA basketball anywhere around Seattle. It's 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 a lot of fun, so we'll we'll definitely be checking that out. All right, um, where what else we got left? Okay, so I wanted to talk one other kind of bigger topic with you, and this is this is the last topic for today. And we'll, you'll come back and we'll we'll talk some more about the about the uh, NCAA attorney and the draft and everything else um, as we move along here. But the last thing I want to talk about is this bigger notion of the of the seedings. So of basically kind of taking out the 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 typical kind of conference schedule and and kind of playing for you play for an overall seed essentially. So this is uh, what stack ranked like 1 through 30. Yeah, it's like I mean it's an interesting idea. I mean an idea where it's like you get the best 16 teams. It's from a travel perspective it could be just a just a re- just a nightmare if you have to like, you know, if you got like Gold, you know, it's like if like Golden State's a one and like Miami's a sixteen, you're just, <laughs> you're just like just, going back and forth. Yeah, and if you're especially if you're doing like two two one 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 and you're going back, yeah, yeah. It so it's becomes, it's not set up legit. So, yeah, logist. Yeah, I mean, if they if they did kind of a very like they kind of mix like the best, like maybe like something like maybe you know you go top six in a conference and then like the back seeds are just are not set by you know it's the the next four best records or something. Sure. Sure. I, I mean, I think there's inevitably something that has to happen. One, I, I think that's probably where it's going to be headed. But I think that geographically, the alignments of the conferences, there are some strange outliers thinking about Memphis, thinking about um, yeah. kind of New Orleans and some other places like that, that are just they're kind of caught on the wrong side. And it's just like, well, I think something something could happen, but it's going to be. There's going to have to be a lot of analysis in terms of the impacted amount on those conferences. So we'll, we'll continue to kind of talk about that concept in the offseason. All right. So I want to get into I want to get into a couple of things as we close out. OK, my best games of the week. I have Washington and Milwaukee coming up the 27th Golden State versus Washington on 228. Minnesota versus Portland 3-1. We're going to have some NBA Thursday folks yep. down for that game. Boston versus Houston is coming up next weekend. Um, as well as as well as um, <laughs> what as well as Portland and OKC, the game that we're going to some of our worst games next week. This Phoenix versus Memphis on the twenty eighth is going to be awful. Brooklyn and Sacramento is not much better. Golden State trouncing Atlanta is not a game you want to watch. So, anyways, 
this is going to wrap up this episode of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo here with Richard. Thanks for joining me on today's episode, Richard. No problem. You're, yeah, you're to be here. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome back anytime. We we'll have to come back and talk Vegas and talk the tourney. There's all sorts of stuff we got to get into. So we'll be back for a future episode. So stay with us at Riding the Pine. You can find us on Twitter at Riding underscore the Pine. You can also find us at Riding underscore Riding the Pine on Instagram. Uh, otherwise, you can find our socials at at how three at Gidota. Where, where can they find you on the interwebs, Richard? Um, I am not on social media, but oh. I, yeah, there is. Um, but you can find your book out there. We'll post the link. Yeah, and then yeah, then I believe um, on our website nbascoutinglive.com, I okay. you can send a email through there. <laughs> All right, perfect. We'll uh, we'll set that up. So th- thank you for joining. We'll be back next week for a brand new episode of Red in the Pine. Peace. This is a Vencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Riding the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Not Jeff Glass. Great glass in case of podcast emergency. Brian Pine brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to you brought to you by Hondo, aka Bread Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Ryden underscore the pine. This is Stacy on her motorcycle. What an incredible view! And this is Stacy off her motorcycle. Does this have sucralose in it? On her motorcycle. Oh, the wind in my hair! Off her motorcycle. Uh, it's pronounced etc., not etc. On. Woohoo! Yes! Off. No. You're better on your bike. And with basic policies starting at $75 a year, quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.